0: guys (laughs) thanks for uh tuning in to overly exposed with deanna kobe um you know a friend of mine said how patreon was like only fans for comedians so i said well why not take it one step further Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's working. It was a bit. I'm trying it. I don't know if it worked. How are you guys doing? Uh, I am Deanna Kobe. Uh, thank you so much. I do host Comedians Exposed. You can find me on Instagram. I'm on TikTok. I'm kind of do Twitter-ish um, Patreon. If you are a fan of Comedians Exposed, if you've been listening, thank you so much First, thank you so much to the patrons of this project. And if you've listened and you'd like, you can um, support the project on Patreon. I host the show Comedians Exposed and... Basically, what it is, is I like to look at comedy from the other side of the laughter by interviewing comedians and, you know, picking their brains. Uh, I'm a really overly analytical person. So it works really well for me to kind of go on in and destroy the jokes with questions. Uh, I'm loving doing it. And I really thank you again if you have listened. If you have, uh, reach out. It's been really exciting having this project develop, especially having people listen in other parts of the world. So comedy, I want to know, is comedy universal? Is it subjective to culture? I don't know. I'm asking all kinds of annoying questions, but I love it. How are you, my friends? I hope everybody's doing okay. I was trying to do something a little sassy with my... Leopard print bathrobe. Uh, I don't think it worked though. I don't think uh, I really have sex appeal. I'm going to work on that. Maybe I should put that up into the universe, but it's been a long pandemic. All I'm saying is things are starting to get dusty. Uh, and also, I wanted to thank you guys again for speaking of collecting dust. Without you, this podcast would be collecting dust you keep it alive. And uh, you're like, Dana, what are you talking about? Why would comedians exposed be collecting dust? And what's this overly exposed you're speaking about? <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked. um So like I said, the podcast has been something I l- both equally love and loathe. Um, I think part of it, it's been reminiscent for me of like what we talked about on the episode with Paula and shadow work. Um, I recognize that the more I push this idea of vulnerability in comedy, the more I'm leaving myself open to the shadows of vulnerability that exists within the realm of comedy or obviously in the realm of the world, you know, shame, regret. Guilt, um, listening to episodes, a lot of times I've been reflective on regretting maybe what I asked or what I didn't ask, or feeling guilty. Did I leave a guest feeling uncomfortable? Um, I'm also overly exposed. Hearing your own voice is very, very... uh, can be unsettling. Um, It's vulnerable. So a lot of times I listen to myself and I'm cringing like, Oh God, that's what I sound like. And then the whole worry of saying things that are going to be dated and I've put it out there for the world to hear commemorated in time. I think that is a really big part of my vulnerability in comedy because Things evolve over time. People evolve over time. Uh, things values change over time. So it's like, I don't want to get trapped. And again, part of why I do the podcast is to dive out into the world of expanding my comedy, expanding why people love comedy. How does humor connect us? How is humor something that helps us survive? What makes things funny Um, I just find it a really powerful experience Um, you know being human is so fascinating but in particular to have a sense of humor and to be able to share a laugh with someone over anything is really powerful so but as I was saying this podcast has left me really feeling vulnerable but uh I figured might as well just lean right into it you know uh yeah, if my butthole's clenching, I figured let's just keep it going for the ride. So that's where Overly Exposed is coming from. Um, Overly Exposed is a little subproject that I'm working on where it's just me and you, and you're alone in the dumpster dive of my mind. Welcome. <laughs> oh, God, buckle up. Um... Yeah, so I think for we're overly exposed with Deanna Kobe, first episode, I really wanted to talk about, uh, end of pandemic anxiety. Anybody else out there feeling it? You know, I was wondering, when are they going to come out with the vaccine to deal with the anxiety I feel about re-assimilating into the world? I am not ready at all. Um. Uh, you know, first off, I had this conversation with a friend the other day. They were like, are you an introvert or an extrovert? And I've been around long enough to recognize I'm an introvert. I present (laughs) as an extrovert, which is very exhausting. You know, I'm the type of extrovert that'll mimic (laughs) whoever I'm talking to and take their energy on. Like, oh, I like your booth. I like your booth too. <gasps> oh, and I tr- I'm aware of it now. I'm aware I do it. Um, don't don't fault me for it, okay? But I realize I do it, and I realize how much energy it takes. So you know, I've been pandemic in the house uh, by myself. You know, as single people, where my single ladies at. Woo! single ladies oh this would be a really good time for a little Beyonce single ladies um or single people in general I think being quarantined alone I got to spend a lot of time with myself which has been enjoyable I love solitude I love introspection but it does not make me the uh, most socially well-adjusted person. If you know what I'm saying, I've always been a little socially awkward to begin with. Um, yeah, human interactions are not always my strong suit. You know, I've been known to tell people they smell good at funerals. um <sighs> Yeah, I'm a little socially awkward. In fact, I kind of think, and this is why I love the world we're in right now, I think everything is a spectrum, and I kind of think, again, where I'm on a spectrum, I'm, again, very socially awkward and uncomfortable, and I worry about the small talk that I'm going to have with people uh, like I said, small talks never come naturally to me. In fact, I was out at the grocery store and the person in front of me started to strike up a conversation about a magazine, like the cover of a magazine, like, oh, it was so beautiful. It was a flower arrangement. I was like, oh, it's very beautiful. Do you believe that consciousness is universal? Uh, yeah, I don't think that was the great lead in question. Um Oh, I had to talk to somebody recently on the phone. Um, And it reminds me of, again, how much energy is expended with interacting with people in person. (laughs) So um, I hope you get the hyperbole of what I'm saying about the end of the pandemic. I hope that's coming across, you know. Um, I am also going to miss, miss, oh my God, miss the mask. <laughs> miss the masks. I really love wearing the mask. Uh it has been I feel like it's so awesome. I haven't had one idiot tell me to smile when I'm walking down the street. Not one. Um which is so wonderful. I don't know For you, but for me, it's really triggering when I'm walking down the street deep in thought and some rando is like, smile. (laughs) Immediately, I go in and go, what is your deal? It's like, are you a serial killer? Why do you want to see my teeth? You want to know how easy it is to identify my body? (laughs) But apparently, I'm wrong for having that reaction. Um, I was actually, too, reading an article um about this Italian man that is the gatekeeper for this archipelago in Italy and for these you know islands and for 31 years he's lived there completely isolated and I was so jealous I was like how do I get that job? And I think the pandemic has kind of exacerbated my anxiety of people because, to be quite honest, half the time I kept wondering, are we still in a pandemic? Is this still happening? Uh, What's going on? Uh, You know, especially to people that you know. I don't know if this happened for you. um, People you know for a long time, you love were pandemic deniers or COVID deniers. Um, You know, you heard a lot of weird things. Like I remember some man engaging with me talking about the Chinese flu and not to eat Chinese food anymore. Like people got weird. And then people were just living their lives, business as normal. Uh, Speaking of triggered, you know what really triggered me was what the Fuck! what's going on with birthday parties during the pandemic. And I'm not talking about children. I'm talking about grown-ups. Yeah, we're adults. Why do we need to have birthday parties? Ooh, uh, okay, maybe you're going to say, Deanna, you're such a downer. You're ruining fun. (sighs) I just feel we didn't get the full pandemic experience, you know, like some people just completely ignored everything and were vacationing and, you know, birthday partying and doing what they wanted to do. And again, no shame, no judgment. I'm trying to recognize everybody's at a different level of consciousness, but, uh, you know, the drive-by birthday party crap was, you know, I tolerated that, but then when people started Going into birthdays again. I just like, you know, you're going to have another one and another one and another one. <sighs> and if you don't, you already had some. And why does it even matter? I don't know. Shouldn't every day be our birthdays? I think that's what the point maybe I'm getting at is let's wake up every day to celebrate every day as our birthday. Okay. Happy birthday to all of you guys. Um, so, and again, I hope you get the hyperbole of you know, this episode. On a more serious note, though, I do really kind of want to talk about um parallels between what we do for individuals who are forced to, you know, be incarcerated and how we help support individuals reassimilating into that society. I can't imagine what a traumatic experience it must be to go through incarceration and Then, you know, do your time for, you know, what society requests and then to be quote unquote rehabilitated. But I really kind of question, like, what does that look like? Because like I said, I myself am having challenges reacclimating to society and All I've been doing is sitting at home, eating pounds of banana bread, waiting to tell dick jokes in front of people every day. You know, my life, thank God, didn't change dramatically. So I really uh, just hope that we can think about this a little bit. Um, Again, I really hope that you enjoy listening to Overly Exposed I hope you enjoy Comedians Exposed. I hope you find me on social media and reach out. I really love connecting with people. And if this is something that resonated with you and you heard it, please just give a shout. That would be awesome. And also, if you like it, please share it. That would be so great. And also, if you also really, really like it, I would really love for you to become a patron. You know, I'm looking forward to doing more projects and connecting with my patrons. You guys, I love you so much, but I hope you are safe. I hope you are healthy, and I hope you are living your best life, okay? This is Deanna and I'll talk to you all soon. Thanks. Bye.